Welcome to the Scale Up Your Business podcast. In this podcast, we talk about what it takes to go from startup to scale up and beyond. How to significantly grow your business, create freedom, build wealth, and live life on your terms. Featuring some very special guests and experts to give you advice and direction on your journey. And now, introducing your host, entrepreneur, investor, and scale-up specialist, Nick Bradley. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Scale Up Your Business. This is Nick Bradley, and today we're going to talk about standards. Um, We're going to talk about standards in the context of your balance in your life. Some people call it work-life balance, but I tend to think of it more in terms of how you think about your business, your life, your relationships, some other areas that we'll get into today. Because what I find, particularly when I work with entrepreneurs who get stuck in their business, more often than not, it's because their standards are not clear, their values are not clear, and that becomes a major issue when you are trying to, I suppose, feel happy and congruent with what you're trying to achieve, particularly when you're trying to grow and scale. So I don't do a lot of these episodes, but they tend to be the most popular episodes. And I think that's because, as I've said beforehand, mindset isn't just part of the game. It is the game when you get into growing a business and having the right psychology and the right attitude. And I've had a few requests of late to get into this more. Um, And I think it's partly because of some of the entrepreneurs that I work with, they get a lot out of my personal perspectives when I talk about mindset and standards, you know, personal standards in your life are really the key to changing anything. So I referenced Tony Robbins quite a bit. And one of the things he says is that any time that you sincerely want to make a change, the first thing you must do is raise your standards. You may be living to something which is programming, conditioning, something that's come from your past, something that becomes really a learned behavior. And that learned behavior is not taking you where you need to be. So that's today's episode. I haven't done one of these for a while. Really important to take time and reflect on some of the points that I'm going to make. So the way I look at this is, you know, firstly, what is a standard and what separates high achievement from everything else? And there are probably a number of, I suppose, answers to that question. Sometimes it's self-belief. Sometimes it's the value of asking effective questions living with a sense of urgency sort of comes up as well and avoiding what I talk or say are unhelpful thinking traps. So negativity. One of the things I, I say at home to my wife a lot is don't worry twice. There's, there's, you know, If you're going to have an outstanding quality of life, you've got to be able to take risks in that life. And a lot of that comes down to the standards that you set for yourself. So If you have standards which are, let's say, not necessarily working for you, and that could be everything from how you treat yourself to how you treat others, it's going to be reflected in everything that you do in life. So that's the context of today. So let's get into it. Um, And a lot of things I say is, you know, one of the first things you've got to think about is your level of self-esteem, because by raising your level of self-esteem requires first raising your personal standards. 
And that can be everything from the way you dress, the way you manage your life, um, the way that you think about your sort of physical health, your finances, the environment, they all come into it. And, you know, one of the things is everything you do and say provides others with insight into the personal standards that you keep. So, for example, in your work or your home environment, if it's messy and it's disorganized, then that reflects the standards that you probably uphold in other areas of your life. Now, and get it, some of you going, oh, no, that's not the case. You know, you know, you come to my office, it's super clean. There's nothing, you know, you know, on the desk, it's very organized, but at home, it's chaos. Well, you know, the stuff that's happening at home, it's chaotic, is also going to come into your business life. So when I, you know, mentor people, when I have mentored people in the past, I tend to look at a 360 view of the person. And if we can get the 360 view of the person clear, congruent, with some clear goals in those areas, then you start to see um, other changes happening in the business side, in the career, in the mission side, which has a demonstrable effect on everything else. So I look at it also, I mentioned before, my background is psychology. You know, you can look at the concept that you're always sending subliminal messages about how you feel about yourself, about others, circumstances, your life. And this happens whether you're consciously aware of it or not. And sadly and truthfully, though, you're constantly being judged by other people based on those messages. So I talked a bit before in previous episodes about the importance of influence and the importance of how you carry yourself. Because in business, if you're leading a business, you're leading teams, you've got to work with other people. It's the only way you can scale. All of that stuff about who you are as the person, the 360, that becomes a really important part in determining A, how successful you're going to be, and B, how fulfilled you are going to feel when you're going through the journey. So to break it down a bit, so high standards versus low standards. If you go back and look at some of the episodes I've done on goal setting, if you set ambitious goals, and let's focus on business because this is scale up your business. Um, If you have an ambitious goal, which might be to double revenue or to exit the business in three years, and, and you've got some very, very big targets, you must first raise your personal standards in specific areas so that you can achieve that goal. So let me just break this down. Some of the stuff I've studied around this talks about different types of um, sort of mastery, if you like, around your life. And those areas, different people use different expressions for them. So John Demartini, for example, talks about values, but actually they're the same sort of thing. The stuff that we were talking about quite recently with um, Rock Thomas, you know, he, he actually breaks it down into sort of five sort of pillars. And, you know, one of those is age-defying health. The other is financial freedom. Then it's authentic relationships, bucket list adventures, uh, genuine contribution. So they are all, I suppose, sequences, if you like, of, of what I'm getting into. But I look at it slightly differently. And I think, well, you've got, firstly, and we get back to standard, you've got your physical body, you've got your health, you've got your vitality. If you want to absolutely win, I'm not an advocate of hustle, hustle, hustle for the sake of it, but I am massively an advocate about how you manage your energy because growing and scaling a business, it's not just about the psychology and mindset. As I said, that is the game that's important, but you've got to have the energy to deliver. You've got to do what most people will not. So therefore, you've got to have high standards around your physical health. What does that mean? Well, that means how much sleep do you get? Now, there are times, totally, I get it, where that's not going to work because you've got too much to do. 
But those times need to be managed. They need to be in the construct of how you are looking to scale. If it's just about you doing stuff all the time, you are poor at leverage and therefore you are always going to be compromised on time and time availability. So I look at physical body. I go to the gym five, six times a week. I do that because I know that it maximizes my energy level and allows me to give, share, contribute and grow more. So that is a massive part of how I think about business scale. It's a hugely high standard for me and it's also a key part of my identity and people know that. So when I think about the wheel of life and these different constructs of standards, for me, that's a big one. It doesn't mean you have to have exactly the same level, but what I would implore is that you definitely have a standard that allows you to achieve your goals and what you're trying to achieve in your life as well as your business. Then you've got emotions and meaning. So this is a tricky one. This is something that I've worked on for a long time. And this is one where if you've particularly got stuff that's happened in your past, you need to be thinking, okay, so how am I going to attach a meaning to a situation so that it doesn't either overwhelm me or take me off track or stop me from being present. So again, like if you think about a business, business is is about challenges as much as it's about fantastic wins. It's a bit like a roller coaster at times. And I'm sure there's many an entrepreneur out there right now who's going, ah, yes, that's it. That's exactly what it's like. Well, it is. And you've got to have a really good um, understanding of your emotions and how you can manage your emotions to go through both the peaks and the troughs of that ride. And I, I talk about meditation. There's lots of ways that you can do it. Having good mentors is a great way as well. But, you know, the whole point of that is that you need to be able to see what is real and understand in the construct of what isn't real. Otherwise, you're going to make poor decisions and you're going to get into a situation where in the worst cases I've seen, you don't make any decisions because you're stuck in this world of, you know, everything's falling down. The reality of it isn't. You're just getting feedback of certain things you're doing and you need to move yourself through that feedback to get to the result that you want to get to. And that's really about emotions and what you see and actually making them feel real. Last point I'll make on that, and we've talked a little bit about chimp brain, croc brain, again, previous episodes. And all that is, is, you know, we are built and designed to look at ways that we can mitigate, you know, pain and and certain things happening to us, how we can survive. It's a survival mechanism. And you've got to realize that that served us you know, a thousand years ago or whenever it was when you know people were getting eaten by wild animals in the bush and whatever. <laughs> but now that's not the case. But our mind still thinks like that. So you've got to understand what that is and put in its place. So you've got to have a high standard and put together the discipline and the practice about your emotions. Then it's relationships. And that's relationships in the business context. It's personal relationships. It's family. It's friends. What are your standards around that? I know I've been guilty in the past of maybe letting my personal relationships suffer because my focus, my attention has been around business or, or my health and my body, something like that. And that's okay. Remember, you're never going to get all of these standards perfect. You've just got to set them up for you. So, you know, you might decide that you're going to put more focus into one area for a period of time, but you have to realize that by doing that, there are effects, if you like, consequences to that decision. And awareness is the key to being able to understand how you can pivot between the various points. Then it's about productivity and time. So how effective are you? How how much do you procrastinate? Do you live with intention again? Do you plan your days? Do you have a set routine? 
are you disciplined that you break activities down into let's say 25 increments 25 minute increments without distraction of social media facebook playing around um, do you eat the frog to use that expression do you tackle the hardest problem of the day first knowing that once you've got that out of the way everything else becomes easier so you're setting yourself up for a win so standards around productivity and time are really important as well and it comes back to holding yourself accountable to sticking to what you say you will do and the reason again using that you know we don't do what most people do that's not my my sort of certainly my position is most people aren't as disciplined around this stuff and they think it's boring and then what happens they don't get the results that they're trying to achieve again it all comes down to the standards that you set for yourself and the vision that you have for yourself the values you have for yourself and align to kind of that level of self-esteem and confidence. Then, you know, we're talking about business. So the next one is really about your mission, your career, what you're doing around your business, having that in focus. So we've spoken a lot about how do you scale a business? How do you grow a business? Most of my episodes cover those topics with, as I said, tactics that you can take away. I don't want to go into that in terms of a standard. You're listening to this podcast because you have a goal, you have a vision for what you're trying to achieve. That might be something personal might be more mission led it might be just a proof that you can do something it doesn't really matter but you've got to have it in the right context as a standard against the other things if you are a hundred percent focused on your business um that you know you're hustle like mad grant cardone talks about the hustle the 10x baby yeah whoa all this stuff great but my view is you know you're not going to be successful in that level of overdrive for too long it's important to have balance in the other areas. You need to make time around the other areas. If you can get more holistic around those things, those standards that give you pleasure in other areas of your life, you are going to be ultimately more successful, fulfilled and sustainable than burning out by focusing just on business. I think that's some of the feedback I've had since doing the podcast is there are lots of podcasts out there in the business charts and sections the reason mine has been more successful than most, and I'm very grateful for that, and I'm very grateful for all of my audience and all of the community for supporting this message, is because I don't talk about business all the time. I talk about in the context of the, the greater purpose. So have it in the right construct, but have it in the right construct with the other things in your life. Then it's about financial freedom. So it's how you manage your finances, having good standards. So I see a lot of people who... They're good, I've used the expression before, they're good at offense, but they're not very good at defense. They might earn a certain amount of money, but they're not very good at how they invest and how they save. You're not going to become financially free unless you understand how to manage money well. And I've spoken about this on a previous episode again about wealth creation, but you've got to have a standard for it. So the standard needs to be a discipline standard. So the ability to save 10% of your income, like Robert Kiyosaki says, and richest man in Babylon, a couple of different sort of resources, that's a discipline and that's a standard again. It's a standard that you are going to go out, sorry, forego what you can have now as immediate gratification on the premise that what you're going to get in the future is much more rewarding. And the last one is more about sort of celebration and contribution, giving back. And as I said, the reason I do the podcast first and foremost is to help people. It really makes me feel like I'm being able to contribute back to people and help, and I suppose in some cases pass the baton on from the fantastic advice that I've had in my businesses. So 
if I think about that, there's seven things there. So just to go through them again, your physical body, emotions and meaning, relationships, how you manage time, productivity, work, career, mission, your finances and the pathway to financial freedom and this sense of contribution. They all exist in an ecosystem as I see it. A wheel of life is what Tony Robbins calls it. And I suggest that you, you know, if you're interested in doing a little bit more and seeing where you currently rank on this stuff, I suggest you go to his website and there's a diagnostic there called the Wheel of Life where you can actually answer some questions. And from that, you'll get a view of kind of where your priorities sit. Um, and it's very, very valuable. So I would suggest you go and do that and that will help you think about whether your standards are again congruent with what you're trying to achieve. Okay, so that's, you know, again, a little bit different, but hopefully you can kind of get where I'm coming from. Business and career is one part of what is a bigger puzzle. So next, the next piece I want to sort of bring up around this is you've got to find the motivation to change. So if I said, <clears throat> excuse me, as I said at the very beginning, the way that you change something big in your life is you first must raise your standards. Well, you have to find the motivation to change. So even with high aspirations and big goals, living with a low set of standards will prevent you from ever reaching them. So you've got to, I suppose the easiest way to say it is you've got to make the effort to change first. And when it comes to change and transformation, there comes a point in everyone's life when enough is enough. You have enough pain that it forces you to change. So I always recommend the first thing that you should go after if you're not achieving the goals that you want to is your physical health. What you put in your mouth, what you drink, how often you exercise, how much sleep you are prepared to have, how much water you have every day, that sort of thing, because you can control it. And I've always had the belief that a healthy mind, a strong psychology fits within a healthy body because if you let the standards drop on your physical health and you know how important that is to your energy, you know how important that is to your longevity, then how the hell are you going to change anything else? So that's always the starting point for me. And I find that when people start to do something there, they tend to do other things in their life. They get more confidence because they're looking better, they're feeling better, they have the energy and it's no secret that really successful entrepreneurs, not all of them, you know, I'm not in the typecasting, but a lot of them, you know, they get up and they exercise first thing in the morning. It's something that becomes a habit and that makes them, you know, more successful in the other areas of their life. And again, it's back to having that high standard. So if it's about finding motivation, let me give you a few steps in terms of how you raise your personal standards, regardless of what they are. And if you do the diagnostic that I mentioned from Tony, you know, wherever your wheel is. You're trying to get to where you are today and where you want the standard to be. And as I said, it's a wheel. So you want the wheel to be congruent so it doesn't feel like if it was a car driving along, it's going to be clunky and all over the place. You want it to be smooth. The smoother it is, the faster you're going to get to your destination. So the first step is what I call gaining clarity. So this comes back a little bit to your vision and setting your goals. What do you want to achieve and if it's at all impossible, set standards that you know you want. So ask yourself, what do you want to achieve? Whom do I seek to become? What's your identity as a result of achieving the goal? What traits would I need to cultivate to achieve the goal? What behaviors do I need to adopt? How would I ideally like to live my life having achieved this goal? So that's for me about gaining some clarity about what needs to happen. And it's crucial at this stage really not to view your goal from a limited perspective of your current reality. So this is what I've mentioned before again about self-limiting beliefs. 
Instead, you need to envision your goal from the future perspective of your desired reality. So one of the things I do in the mornings when I meditate is I do a form of meditation, which is called priming. And as part of that meditation, you look at sort of the past, and that's really around gratitude, remembering moments in my life, three moments in my life where I felt extremely grateful. Then there's a bit about the present, about how do I connect with the present, which is again, helping with my emotions. And then the last part of the meditation is about three future goals that I'm trying to achieve. And those goals are big, yeah? And I need to envision myself being the type of individual, the type of person who can achieve that goal. And, you know, that may be, certainly some of them are huge, right? Um, I'll probably share a few in the future just to show you how big they are. But the point being is, you know, I'm on that journey myself, so I need to I need to create that first and then set the standard and then raise the standard and put in place the actions to be able to achieve that. So that was the first step. The second step is assessing your current reality. So if you've got clarity on what you want, assess your reality. So what are the standards that you currently hold? So as I said, that will of life assessment will help you on that. What standards do I have for myself in various situations? What behaviors and actions do I partake in within these situations? And what standards do I have for the roles that I play in my life? So this is a funny one. Lots of people go, what do you mean by roles? Well, you've got different roles all over the place. You've got the role of being a parent. You've got you know, the role of being a friend to your spouse or to others. You've got the role of being a teacher. We all teach at various points. You might be an employer. You might be an employee currently. The role of the leader, the role of the entrepreneur. So you have to think about the standards that you have in those areas. And what I find interesting is you might have higher standards in the roles that fit much more with your purpose because you just gravitate towards them. And where you have low standards, where you're, let's say, disengaged or anything like that, is normally where you're not necessarily feeling it, that that's exactly where you should be spending your time. So just try and, you know, it's hard this, but you have to reflect and you have to think and you have to feel where you are. And I suppose with every role, the play will always be a set of standards that you uphold and a set of expectations that you have for yourself and others. So as I said at the beginning, sometimes standards that you have currently now may not be yours. They may be standards of your parents or your business partner or something else. And because of patterns of behavior and programming, you've adopted those standards. And it's very hard sometimes to go, well, hold on, it becomes part of your identity. But again, if that identity is not taking you where you want to be in your life, that's where you need to set a new standard. So the next step, you know, once you've kind of assessed where you are, and I've said this consistently, it's been a huge part of my life, find inspiring mentors who are a few steps ahead of where you are. Now, they have to be, in my mind, the ones who are living the highest standards in a specific area that, that you desire to be be like. So in business, it's a bit easier because it might be someone's a millionaire, you want to be a millionaire, how do they get there? There's some practical things, but a lot of the stuff you'll get from mentoring in that situation is going to be the psychology of how you get there. You can get mentoring on your health and fitness. So that mentoring, maybe a personal trainer, but again... You know, you need someone who's going to show you the pathway, help you get there quickly without making the same mistakes that they may have made and who hold you to account. So when I look for a mentor for for myself, I'm not looking for an easy ride. I'm not looking for someone to build up my confidence every second we have a conversation to make me feel better about what I'm doing. I'm looking for someone to challenge me. 
I'm, I'm, you know, I'm looking to be essentially reminded that my standard or my expectation isn't where it needs to be to get to the goal. So that's something I say. And, and if any of you out there think, oh, you know, I don't believe in mentors or whatever, all I'm going to say is go out there and give it a try. You don't have to invest heaps of money. You just need to find the right person. And I guarantee, because it's the biggest changer for my life in terms of that investing yourself, if you do that, you will see a massive step change in everything you do. So for me, it's a huge step. You've got to raise your standard first. You've got to have the vision based on the goal, but you've then got to find the people who are going to help you get there. So once you've got the mentor or someone to help you, coach mentor, then it's about setting the clear standard. So, you know, what will I now believe about myself within the role or the standard I'm trying to get to? Some way of measuring that. What will I expect of myself? How will I behave? You know, what is my identity in this standard? And I always say it's good to create some small rituals which will help you meet these new expectations. So I'll give you a couple that I do. So in the morning, I, in the, one of the first things I do, I get up, I drink some water, I brush my teeth. That small ritual makes me feel cleansed, if you like, and makes me feel that I've done something, a small habit, which I know is helping my health. A few people, and I'm not the best at this, the first thing they do is they make their bed. And they make their bed because it's just a standard in your life to... Say, so, you know, I'm, this, is, this is a place where I'm rest, I relax. This is important. I'm going to make sure that I make this place ready for when I come home after my amazing day. These things can feel a bit ethereal. I get it, a bit weird. But again, most people don't do these things. So those small rituals um, can make a massive difference just to getting you going along. And I've mentioned how Elrod's book, Miracle Morning, and he says even just doing a minute of push-ups or a minute of breathing in the morning just starting to bring those patterns in, they all start to move you forward. And eventually, instead of that just being a minute, it'll end up being more because you'll see the compounding effect of that in terms of you, A, seeing how you can achieve your goal, setting the standard of who you need to be to achieve that goal, and then seeing the the results that will come as you commit and you stay focused on those outcomes. The fifth step is around pain and pleasure. And I sort of mentioned beforehand that, you know, there's a bit where people take action when they say enough is enough, and that's on both levels. So a lot of people, I met a, I met a fantastic guy a couple of weeks ago when I was doing a speaking course called Mark Davis, and he's got a fantastic story, really good story. Let me just share a little bit with you now, where he was, you know, loved his job, loved, you know, what it was giving him in terms of fulfillment and achievement. And it was all pulled away from him quite suddenly when he was at the risk of redundancy. He eventually had to apply for his job with two of his mates from work, two of his colleagues. And he was successful in getting that job. And he tells the story better than I will. But he went home that night and he'd had a few drinks on the train home. And he sits in his kitchen and he cries his eyes out. And he cries his eyes out because the sense of relief that you know he was almost going to lose his identity he's you know everything was about this job for him and he was worrying sick about providing for his family and he describes it as saying this piano was on his chest and it was lifted as soon as he knew that he got the job but what he did after is the interesting thing what he did after is he went off and started his own business on the side doing amazon sort of arbitrage and selling and the whole psychology around that, the whole meaning was that he wanted to be self-reliant. He didn't want to rely on someone else for his income, for his family, for what he could contribute. He wanted to take ownership of that. But he got to that position because of the pain, this, this piano on his chest. It's a great story, Mark. 
um, that got him to that place. So hopefully he doesn't mind me sharing that story, but that's an example of pain versus pleasure. The pain was so bad, it forced a change. He had to change his psychology. He had to set his goals differently. He had to change his standards around what he was doing. And this is what I mean. Raise your standards, change your life. This is why it's important. If you're stuck in your business, have a think about this. Have a think about, A, your goals, the right goals. But more importantly, are you living to the standards that are going to you know, create the person you need to be to achieve them? So that's the main pieces to it. There's a few guidelines, I suppose, around it as well. One is, and you'll get a sense, being more mindful and being more aware, just self-aware of everything. So you need to be more present. The rituals I mentioned before, massively important. I always ask questions like, what more could I do in this area of my life for me to achieve the goal? How could I improve upon what I'm doing? How can I do this better than I did it yesterday? So taking daily actions. I do a lot of things which kind of every day challenge me, make me feel fearful, a little bit scared, a little bit on the edge, because I know the only way I'm going to grow is by doing some of those things. And, you know, as I said, rituals to support this development. It doesn't have to be complicated, but you have to set these performance standards and you need to make sure that you measure this performance over time. And what will happen is you'll start to gain, I suppose, a confidence because you're getting all these mini wins and those mini wins will really start to help you. And then the last couple of points really is, well, three actually. The one is learn, learn from your mistakes. So there's no failure, there's just feedback. So try things. Align with that, make sure you are taking risks. So sometimes to move your life forward, you have to take risks. One of my mentors says, if you don't risk anything, you risk everything. So thank you, Rob Moore. And he's right. You know, you've got to take a chance on yourself. You've got to shoot for the stars now and then go for the moonshot. And if you do that, then you may surprise yourself. You may step change your standards and that might take you to a whole nother place. So it's worth the effort and it's worth, you know, breaking through your fears to do so. And then I think the last one is, well, really don't, don't compare so, you know, looking at other people's standards and trying to be that person, it's a very dangerous game. And same, you know, with your sort of low standards. If you've got a social group who is living to low standards, you know, you're the, it's often said you're the sum average of the five people you spend the most time with. So you don't want to compare yourself to people who are too far ahead of you. You want to be surrounding yourself with them so you can learn. That's the mentorship piece. And at the same time, you don't want to live low standards. Um, and one I think I say the last piece really is don't ever lower your personal standards. Yeah. So it doesn't mean about being a perfectionist because perfection is not real anyway. You need to be going for excellence to live an outstanding life. But be cautious around, you know, not not sort of falling backwards just when it gets difficult. So there we go. Standards. A lot in that today. It's a bit of a longer episode than I normally do when it's just me talking to the mic, to you guys. But you can probably see why I wanted to do this. So just to reframe, there's a lot of different things here. We will include, obviously, the Tony Robbins stuff in the show notes. A lot of the stuff I'm talking about today is not just from him. And there's a little bit of John Demartini in there. There's some stuff in there around high-performance habits from Brendan Burchard. So different resources and, and my mentors as well and how they've guided me and what I'm doing. So heaps of things in there. I, I take it in, have a look at those steps and then use those steps to reframe where you are with your goals. So I expect most people who are listening to this podcast have set their goals. They're very clear. They know what they're doing. They've got measurement. They've got metrics. They're, they're, they're trying to progress them exactly how, how I've spoken about previously. But if you're not getting the result, the next place to go is your standards. 
Are you doing what it takes? Are you living with intention? Are you living with balance? And, you know, as I said, balance isn't about doing, you know, everything perfectly, but it's about pivoting as you need to pivot. And I find for me, you know, I'm really happy and very grateful for the life that I have. And the reason is I'm conscious around that balance and I'm conscious about having the standards in the areas that are important to me that allow me to achieve the goals and the vision that I have for the life that I'm creating. So that's it. Enough of that. As I said, I won't do, I know there's a few of you going, oh, the mindset thing, he's doing his weird thing again. Yeah. Okay, great. I, I won't do I won't do these for you all the time. <laughs> so I know that some people like it when I talk about marketing strategy and personal branding, we can do all that. But for all the people who have got in touch since I did the sort of fear and overwhelm episode a few weeks back, this one's probably more for you. And if you're listening to this going, oh, it makes sense, but I don't quite connect, then reach out to me. You know, as I said, send me a note, get in touch. You can get in touch with me on LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter at Nick C. Bradley. Lots of people just send me a note on LinkedIn. That's probably the best way to get me. And just ask the question, where do I start with this? I think this makes sense, but I'm not quite sure. My advice on that is just start. Get perfect later, just start. Play around with some of this. Do the assessment that I mentioned beforehand, and that will start to increase your awareness to then be able to take action. So thank you very much. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. As I always say, be grateful, be brave, have faith, and show up. Bye for now. 